Thank you for listening to the Celebration Church podcast. For more information about Celebration Church, go to ccacron.org. There you will find information about our church, upcoming events, and how to make a contribution to the ministry of Celebration Church. We hope this message is an encouragement to you. God is so precious and as he manifests himself it's different every time and as minister it's so fun to prepare for service and then you walk in knowing that you have nothing to do with that you have nothing to do with how what's about to happen and it's so awesome to see God show up in such a real and profound way you know and tonight you know I have my word prepared and I believe it's from the Lord. But I do sense just the depths of brokenness. And the the depths of shattered dreams. everybody, right? So don't hear me wrong. But God uses everyone in all of our different places in life to bring and usher his presence and bring the healing that people need, bring the fullness that people need. And it's a supernatural thing for a man for humans to get brought to the place of humility that we just look up and and say God I don't I don't have it in me to believe and I don't have it in me to fix it and I don't have it in me to even get the answers anymore I'm just either you or you or you're not and I do believe that you or you even though I don't really get it today but I'm here and that's where I, that's the heart of, of what I sense tonight. And there's, there's purity in it. There's preciousness in it. Because when we come before daddy and just say, <laughs> here I am, have your way. The fight is up. The fight, what do you do when you get a whole bunch of kids together? Right? They're going to, you know, sleep over. What are you going to do? You are going to wear them out. Out. And after they're worn out, you're going to fill their belly and put them in front of a movie. Why? They're going to crash. Hallelujah. The fight's gone. Youth retreats, you know what we used to do? We used to wear those suckers out. 
and do like an eight or nine o'clock service. Why? Because they would always come worn out, no fight left in them. God, whatever you need to do, just do it so I can go to bed and they'll leave us alone. Hallelujah. There's some practical side to supernatural ministry. That's the giving up where where we're not saying, I can't do this anymore. We're saying, I can't fight you anymore. I can't try to figure it out anymore. I can't do it on my own anymore. (laughs) Can you just show up and like teach me? Can you, can I go to the Holy Ghost schoolroom and you, you just come and have your way? I thought I had it figured out and I realize now I never did and I'm okay with it. Come, Lord. Come and have your way. So, in light of that, our grand grand offering message just has to go with the prophetic healing of the night. In Hebrews 9, it talks about, you know, the, the priest, the high priest coming in to be able to go in only once a year, but he can't go in without the blood. And when he goes in, he's got to do X, Y, and Z and make it happen. It's a really good thing. And they would tie a cord around him with bells because, you know, if they heard the bells, that means he's dead. You hear the bells, you got to pull them out. And it goes on at verse 14. And, you know, every year the Jews would wait for that. Like you needed that to happen so your sins could be forgiven, right? They would wait for it. But all the more now, how much more for you and I How much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself, offered himself, willingly gave himself without spot, no sin, only purity, only holiness, offered himself without spot to God. How much more will his blood Cleanse your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. How much more? You know, and it's precious to hear my little three-year-old say, Mom, Jesus' blood was for all of us. And she goes back and forth, meaning everybody all around, to all of me, Mom, because she's learned how to get those emotions under control. He really did. That blood, the crimson blood, the crimson blood without spot, without wrinkle, was willingly shed for you and I. And the Holy Spirit's job is to come and smear us Smeared. You ever been out deer hunting and you shoot your first and then they smear you? He's going to, the Holy Ghost wants to smear you from head to toe with the crimson blood to cleanse your conscience. What is that? Our minds, our memories, our afterthoughts, our forefathers, all that stuff. You ever been to a major city? Chicago, you know, Phoenix, New York, 
You know, you go to these big cities, all these huge interstate systems, and you're thinking, whoa! Our minds are even grander than that. All the little sideways and highways that we go off in life, the main highways, the interstates, the overpasses, the tunnels, the connectors from one season and one memory to another. Come on. It's complicated. And not just us women, but you guys too, Darius. Y'all complicated too. The Holy Ghost, by the sprinkling of the blood, is able to cleanse that highway system clean. That the confusion, the regret, the hurt, the anger, the disappointment, the jadedness, come on, gets washed by the blood to be white as snow. White as snow. And I think that's what he's doing tonight if we just let him. We just let him come and have your way. Come and wash. Wash. Who needs a bath, a crimson bath? So I want a crimson bath. Because he's washing. And in that washing is healing. To the what? To the uttermost. To the uttermost. And what does that mean? You know, I love that word, to the uttermost. But if you do the Andrew Murray study, which that'll come at Bethesda, my husband and I will tackle each other, wrestling who gets to teach Hebrews. But Andrew Murray goes in this huge description over him being the high priest. And if he's the high priest forevermore, he's able to be high priest at the throne. Why? Because he came to earth and he lived as man and he suffered and he yet he was without he was without sin and he, he was able to do all these things. And because he was he's able to relate to humans and, and what we go through, yet never sin, yet he's eternal and all God and all powerful and all knowing, right? And he's at the right hand of God. And, and because his blood was shed for us and because he's always going to be there forever making intercession for us and completely understands everything that we could ever go through because of who he is. There's not one thing that you or I go through, have gone through, or will ever go through that he is not strong enough and completely capable and satisfied and bringing complete and uttermost wholeness and healing to our very situation. To the absolute uttermost. So when people say, Jesus came to forgive us of our sins so we can go to heaven, I just want to punch him. Because you don't even understand the fullness of the gospel. And I'm not talking about an anger punch. I'm talking about a Holy Ghost, let me put you in reality of Jesus kind of punch. There's more. He didn't die so you could just like click your heels and say, I want to go to heaven. Bye. I mean, I'm talking to the uttermost. I've experienced junk and drama for 39 years. I've seen drama. I have been hurt. I have experienced trauma. Yet I have seen the goodness of God. Whoa. In the lands of the living, because Jesus came to save to the uttermost. You know, there were there was this guy that got born again around the same time as I did and went straight into the ministry and um, you know had a horrible drug background. A little bit worse than mine, if you can believe. And I, the Lord took me slowly through healing and ministry preparation before bringing me in the ministry. And there were several other people at that time that all got born again 
same time and we've all been on different journeys. But mine has been a constant saturating in his words, saturating in his presence, being stuck to the floor in the presence of God, unable to move until my heart was adjusted in him. And over the past 16 years, I've watched as that one guy, one surgery, one painkiller from that surgery, and one week later was on crack again. Downhill, so I'm talking man, a guy that I have uttermost respect for, down the tube. Spent probably six years out of the past 16 in the state pen in Louisiana. Horrible. Why? Because there was, he, he, he tried to do too much too fast and never got healing and made whole. People kept getting mad because, well, if he was addicted, he had addiction problems. You know what? They don't just come and go. They're in us. Your issue is in you and will come out when the stresses of life happen. It's what you choose to do and how you want to deal with it. Are we going to understand that he saved us to the uttermost and that he's able to completely cleanse our conscience and take control of our minds, that we have the minds of Christ, that we have the ability to overcome anything we can ever go through because of his blood? Or are we going to say, well, maybe I just wasn't saved. And maybe, you know, that's for them and not me. Baloney! I still believe that guy is destined for greatness in the kingdom of God. He just had to deal with it. It was always there, but he never took the time to deal with it in God's presence because he wanted to fix everybody else. But I've watched other people struggle and struggle and struggle trying to take the word and make it happen how it should be. Look, I can't even make my hair do what I think it should do. What makes you think we're going to get to have our life happen the way we think it should happen, right? I mean, come on, somebody. No, can't make things happen, but I could get on the roller coaster of the Holy Ghost. And I can, you know, you go to those roller coasters and you get in and then they say, put your hands down, do, 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 click. And there ain't moving that seatbelt. Like it, you, you in. You want to get off, it don't matter. You ain't, getting, you ain't going nowhere. That's what I'm talking about. You got to get on the roller coaster of the Holy Ghost and let him, welcome him to strap that seatbelt on, put your hands in the air, let the wind blow through your hair. Who cares? Because he came to save us to the uttermost. But I don't want people, look, people are going to see your stuff hanging out in the wind anyway. They already know it's there. Stop trying to hide it. They love you anyway. And the ones that don't, we just pray for them. They need Jesus. We get on the roller coaster with the Holy Ghost and we just go for it. We don't have any control. I, we don't know. Look, you take a leap of faith saying I do. Is it everything you ever thought it would ever be? Oh my God, it's amazing. And it's horrible all at the same time. And not because of the other person, but because of life, right? Because it's just life. And then you're like, to do this with someone? Can't I just try to control it on my own? But you take the leaf of faith. Why? Because you have love. Love blinds. Well, Scripture tells me that perfect love casts out all fear. So if you've met the lover of your soul that can come 
by the sprinkling of the blood and cleanse our conscience clean, if you've fallen in love with the one that can save us to the uttermost, that can take any addiction, hurt, pain, offense, trauma that's ever happened in our life, and in one moment of time, done, dealt with, gone, then why not get on that roller coaster? Why not let that seatbelt click? Look, I had a pastor tell me one time after I moved to New Orleans, I'd gone to this Bible study with this particular church. It was really a service. And they did book by book, chapter by chapter, verse by verse. Loved it. It was a study and I knew it locked for me. Moved to New Orleans and uh, find out what church I'm going to. And he sits me down and says, you got to be real careful. Let me tell you about those people. Let me tell you about that church. Let me tell you, let's open the Bible. And let me tell you why it's not right, Heather. I said, buddy, you know I respect you, man. I've grown a lot here. But I've gone too far to go back. You can't tell me nothing to stop where I've been in Christ and where I'm going. That's letting the seatbelt click. A roller coaster ride. Let's go, bud. Let's see where he takes us. But to let it click. We've got to believe and allow. Y'all all right with this offering? <laughs> You've got to believe he is who he says he is. And then you've got to allow yourself off the hook. And just let him into every nook and cranny and crevice. And you're like, lady, I'm born again. Shut up. Every nook and cranny and crevice is when you're out on that motorbike and you run over a stick or you run over a, a kid's toy and you think, that stupid kid, I could have hurt myself. Da, 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 da. And then you show up in the parking lot and there's a family and you're like, I bet you it was that kid. The next thing you know, you have bad attitude to that whole family and you're going home and you're like, if that mom could just. That's every nook and cranny in our life. Because you see the whole reason why we got aggravated when we went over that stick on the trail is because there was already stuff happening in our life that we were trying to get away from. And that stick messed up my plan for what I wanted today to be. And so how dare anyone mess with what I want? Do y'all see where I'm going with it? Every nook and cranny and crevice. So it's interesting, you know, PZ and I don't, we don't fight a lot, raise our voices, yell a lot. Thank God. You know why? Only because we had a year of premarital counseling before we ever got engaged. Learning to communicate. But boy, let me tell you, when he escalates or when I escalate and we respond, we're both like, whoa, whoa, what's burping out of you, man? Because it ain't good. That's not, that's not Jesus. And I've been on that roller coaster ride long enough to know that when I get too ticked off with my three-year-old, that it's not her. It's the nooks and the crevices and the crannies in my life. And I have to once again go, Kuria Mareo. Lord, 
I am ugly. I don't know where I'm ugly. I feel like I'm justified and right. But I know I'm not in alignment. Can you come? Can you come? Can you come and heal me to the uttermost? Can you come and cleanse my conscience clean? Can you come and do what only you can? Right there. Right there. Somebody's receiving. Right there. I'll try to move on to the next part of service. <clears throat> we'll see if the Lord allows. But what just happened? Practical teaching. You know, it's interesting because do you all feel the atmosphere changed again? And it is. It's an atmosphere of hope. It's an atmosphere of faith. I mean, you guys went from like, y'all are going to die when I say this, but like almost like sour atmosphere brokenness right sour to I mean a Holy Ghost faith filled people did y'all feel that and and how many times in life do you go through life and stuff happens right and you're like kind of how you were when you walked in and the Lord just preached us happy off of who he was. All we did was talk truth, right? Talk scripture, proclaim Christ, his greatness, who he is, what he's provided, his blood, truth, right? And we preached ourselves happy. And so what happens when you're not in, in the church doors and life happens? You preach yourself. And so when stuff happens, two people I call in general, there's three people, but two people I call, two of my gals, you know, and one's not born again, um, but I know that when I call her and text her, she does not let me stay in a sour place. She's practical reason. And it's almost like this Holy Ghost supernatural check every time I talk to her about life. Am I displaying Christ in the middle of figuring this out? And she doesn't let me stay there. So in that, I preach myself happy. And the other girl, I can guarantee you, if I don't preach myself happy, as soon as I stop moving my lips, Scripture's coming out of her mouth. So it doesn't allow me to. But what will happen is, is I'll start, you know, you, how many of you know you vent? And it's coming. And then I realize I sound like a heathen dog. I sound like an unfaithful Christian. I sound like someone that doesn't know the word of God and how to apply it to my life. Who am I? Anybody ever felt like that? I know it's just me, right? And as soon as that starts creeping up, then I hear the but, but, but God, but he's faithful, but 
I know that there's light coming at the end of the tunnel, but God. And the next thing you know, I went from venting to telling my friend why I'm going to overcome in Christ Jesus, even though I haven't overcame yet. And by the time I'm off the phone, I've done preached myself happy. And so she actually looks forward to my venting phone calls throughout the year because she gets to see real Heather in real life overcome. That Christianity is not some superficial facade that we're just all dandy all the time, but that life happens and God heals. Life happens, God restores. Life happens, but God fulfills his promises. And so you preach yourself happy. Well, I don't know how to preach. Find one scripture, one scripture that God is using to speak to you. Just one. He's faithful. God, he works all things out for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. He works all things out for, he works, he's working all things out for my good for those who love him and are called according to his purpose. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added. Your words are lamp into my feet and a light into my path. Your words are lamp into my feet and light into my path. I don't even know what that word means yet, but your words are lamp into my feet and light into my path. And I'm going to do what your word says. You haven't spoken. Your word is a lamp into my feet. And you think I'm joking. That is real life Christianity. We just begin to preach to ourselves until we preach ourselves happy. You don't feel like coming to church? Guess where you should be. You don't feel like worshiping? Guess what you should do? Assume the position. <laughs> because you know you'd be doing it if you felt like it, right? So what's the difference when you don't feel like it? Well, I don't want to be in the flesh, pastor. Get in the flesh and put yourself in a position to get in the Holy Ghost because if you put yourself in the position to receive from God, eventually the flesh is going to fall off and the Holy Ghost in you is going to take over. But if you don't put yourself in the position, what makes you think, come on, you're ever going to get in the ghost? So just go for it. You know, I'll never forget one of the women's pastors in my life would say, you have no idea how hard this year was, that, you know, this particular year was. Da -da 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 -da. And I did not believe God for anything in my life because it was, not, I mean, it was hard. And I had to go to church and I had to lay hands on people and believe for your breakthrough. I need a breakthrough. I had to pray for your breakthrough. <laughs> and she'd say, all right. And she'd have her little fights because, you know, we're real people. A little arguments with God and then get up and believe for people and watch their breakthrough happen. And she said, but I knew what the scripture said was real, whether it was happening, manifesting in my life or not. So I just kept doing it. Well, thanks be unto the Lord. I heard that and knew that. So for the first season in my entire Christianity where I'd go to church and just be angry. And worship would start, and I'd be like, hmm, I want to go to the back and pretend like I've got work to do. But everybody knows vibrant, happy, Heather-loving worship. And I'm not really ready to talk about this. So guess what? Assume the position. 
And then round one of song would end and I'd still be like, who's singing over there? Do you have to clap like that? And be like, wow, you really are nasty today, Heather. And just start, just start praying in tongues over myself. But every single time I had to do that, I might have started out in the flesh. But every single time, the Holy Ghost took over at some point. And ugly Heather faded away. And I was able to repent from my carnage. I knew I was ugly. And didn't know how to get out of it. But the Holy Ghost in us will awaken, will arise when we provide an opportunity to. Put yourself in a place of allurement. Put yourself in a place, in a position to be able to receive from God, to be able to let the flesh fall off, to be able to let the Holy Ghost rise within, to see the glory of the gospel, that there is a living being inside of us that has sealed us to the day of our redemption. Come on, give him the opportunity to rise within. We don't all wake up looking pretty. We got to brush our teeth and put makeup on. Come on, girls. It's no different with our Christian life. We got to get cleaned up day in and day out. And we learn how to put on the Lord Jesus Christ. We learn how to hide in Christ. We learn how to clothe ourselves in him in new ways each and every day. You know, it's real easy to say, I would always tell our new mamas and our new Marys and our new dating and our new graduating high school and graduating college, it's just a new season. It's a new season. It's a new I don't sing good, but you know what I'm talking about. Pick it up, Grace. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> and you just got to learn to drink new. What worked for you last season won't work for you today. And it's so easy to say, and then what happens when you find yourself in the middle of the storm, right? And it's a new season. And you're like, but I'm not receiving. But I'm not hearing from you. But I don't feel like it. I don't, I don't sense it. It ain't there. Let me tell you something. My hands used to burn like fire to lay hands on people. I couldn't wait. Just let, me, let me get my hands on you. It might make you want to run now. I haven't felt that in years. You think, I don't, you think that means I stopped laying hands on people? No, indeed. You think that stopped people from getting healings or baptism in the Holy Ghost or born? No. They probably get it a hundred times more now than ever. So we don't go by our feelings. We go by the truth of the living God inside and start baby step, baby step in every season. All right, God, what does it look like today? What does it look like today? I've come to the result that it's just my season to be absolutely cray-cray and have nothing together. Meaning, if you come to my house, you've never seen it look like it looks. If you go into my office... And what am I going to do? Fight to get out of it? 
No way. Would I change it for anything? No way. Ask my workout buddy. Do I ever miss workouts on purpose? Do I ever try to get out of them? Have I missed more in the past month than I've missed in the past year? I can't control a thing. Not a thing goes the way it's supposed to, okay? It's a new season. It's a new day. But I'm on the roller coaster. And I got my seatbelt on. And there ain't no jumping off. I just assume the position. Get the word of God flowing out. And go with it. Find. There, he's in every season. In every day of our life. If we'll give him the opportunity to show up. You know, I'm going to hurry up and quit because I'm supposed to go to the other part of the message. Sure. But, you know, talk about finding God and everything and things being completely out of control. So, when I was in labor for Jonathan, so it was 36 hour, 37 hours before I delivered, 30, 40 some odd hours, almost 50 hours of no food or no drink. And it just goes on and on and on, on with the ridiculousness of it. And in it, because of all the stimulation of the different stuff and the hormones and the labor and the pregnancy and the lack of food and the lack of sleep and the chemical stuff happening, I ended up going into a postpartum depression in labor, in the hospital, unable to talk and unable to look at anyone, unable to cope with what's happening. And I am crying, someone get me out of my body. Get me out, let me out. This is not, it ain't happening. Can't control it. Where are you, God? She la my soul and la 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 say. Then he got to the point where I couldn't even pray for myself, and I'm like, can you, can you, I need Jesus, and I, I, I can't. Uh, uh. You ever been there? Never suffered depression in my life, and all of a sudden now, in the, one of the happiest moments of life, I'm in the middle of a whirlwind, serious depression. Oh my gosh, are they going to let me take my kid home? Because bad, even in that, not feeling Christ, I can pinpoint every and God encounter in the middle of it. The sweet little bebopping 20-something-year-old nurse. Hey! <laughs> oh, let me just pray for you. Say, Lord, I thank you. Who are you? We're in the hospital. Are you my nurse? She So really? Then here comes the midwife. Oh, this isn't you. This isn't okay. I'm gonna pray for you, okay? I'm like, hey, yeah. We then all of a sudden get the video from New Orleans from people. I don't know what's going on, but I proclaim joy in that room. Joy in the Holy Ghost. And then they're preaching. I'm like, who are these people? God has sent people to my room. 
control and God has sent people to my room. And then you have the, the elderly nurse coming in that I didn't know but used to be a nurse midwife. And now she's a labor and delivery nurse just because it's fun. And she's like, and I feel her looking at me and I'm like, oh, I'm going to punch her. <laughs> and here Jesus sends her right there. Hi, my name's so-and-so, and I'm going to take care of you today. You're going to be okay. You're going to be just fine. And I'm like, I'm going to be okay. I'm going to be okay. I'm going I'm to be okay. Holy Ghost, God encounters in the middle of your worst nightmare. Obviously, I came out of it. Are y'all hearing what the Lord's saying? In the middle, all, we have to keep the seatbelt on. Can't change your circumstances, but you can invite Jesus into every step. So the funny thing, you know, fast forward, not to give you all the rest of my business. And I'm in the midwife appointment like a month, you know, however many later they keep checking up on me, making sure I'm okay, I'm not cray-cray. How you feeling? I'm Heather. You can tell when I walk in the door if I'm okay or not. And so we start talking about the next baby. And we knew all was well when I said, you know, there will be another one. Don't tell PC yet. <laughs> Do not WeChat him on that plane. Okay. But when I told her that, that I would be fine with another one, I'm fine with their practice. And I would definitely go back to that hospital because God sent his people every step of the way. She knew I was fine. She knew that the Holy Ghost in me was able to see me through the whole season, regardless of what it looked like on the outside, that he'd had a hold of me and I'd had a hold of him and that we'd gone on the journey together and that the journey may not be over of the whole, you know, healing and, and moving past, but, but I'm on the other side. And so I don't know who that's speaking to today that you don't feel like you can get out of your, you can't, you can't get out of your situation. You can't control it. It's life. You can't control everybody around you. you. Can't control the stuff. But you have a say in how you respond. Putting ourselves in place of allurement. Putting ourselves in a position to allow Christ. You know, if you asked me about the baby, how'd it go? I'd be like, And I'd run, honestly. Ask any of the women who talked to me. But as, as the Holy Ghost was holding my hand, I can remember the Sunday right about here that I knew I was going to be all right. And he talked about truth having to come to light and exposing the darkness. And I beeline for Vicky in the hall in the foyer. We need to talk this week. This week. Can you come to my house and talk to me? This week. She, that's Sunday. She comes on Thursday. I'm fine. 
I was good. All I needed to do was talk to it as someone else and tell me I'm not crazy, that it is what it is. We're going to walk through it and you're just fine. I was like, all I had to do was expose the black. All I had to do was expose the darkness. All I had to do was expose the pain. And then it no longer, what, had a hold on me. Easy smeezy, no way. Totally worth it, yeah way. So, hmm. Usually Grace and I are pretty flowing in the Holy Ghost together. She's got a scared look on her face, which I have one too, so we should be working fine. Oh, <laughs> So I'll take a little tunes. I'll take a little bit of tunes. Have fun. So what I would say tonight, well, I feel like the Lord's speaking through all of this. We do take tithes and offerings on Wednesday night. You can make your check out to Celebration Church. Use our GiveLify app. Put it in the offering box on your way out. Tithe unto the Lord the first tenth. Because that's what we do. So y'all get it. So please put your offerings in the box on your way out. If you came prepared to give. If not, we'll see you Sunday. But what I would say that I hear the Lord hearing tonight through all of this is that the darkness needs to be exposed. The lie that you've believed needs to be exposed. Well, I don't think it's a lie. I'm just mad about this. So-and-so done me wrong. Expose it to the Lord. That's every nook and crevice. Expose it to the Lord. My wrestling with God, if you've been around me enough, you know, I wrestle with the Lord. I wrestle with Him until I'm good. And why do I wrestle with Him? Because I know I've got to surrender. So let me just get in there and get ugly with Him. Because He already knows my ugliness. And at some point, I'm able to come out and say, Lord, I am mad at You. I am angry about this. And if this happens, I don't think I would ever be able to forgive You. Did the preacher just say that? Yes. Because that is the carnality in every one of us. But when it comes out of my mouth, the depravity of it smells to me, stinks to the Holy Ghost in me. And I'm able to find myself on my knees once again. Lord, help my unbelief. Because that's not true. So would you stand? Would you stand with me tonight? Because it's about to get real up in here. Pastor Grace is going to lead us in some worship. Because that's what she do. That's who she is in Christ. And I'm going to open the altar. Don't worry, you're not going to confess to me. You are going to confess to the Lord the darkness that's been lingering over you. The lies that have been holding you back so that you can get set free. Who the Son sets free is free indeed.
For there's no more condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. No more condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. No more condemnation, no more chains, no more darkness, no more ashes, no more brokenness. Because He sets us free from the law of sin and death. He sets us free from the law of sin and death. He sets us free. Who the Son sets free is free indeed. Free to love. Free to be loved. Free to love. Free to be vulnerable. Free to be bold and daring. Free to go for the gusto and do all the things you never thought you could do or that you were worthy of. Free in Christ. So why don't you close your eyes. (sighs) Take a deep breath. Let it out. Raise your hands. Let the Lord begin to minister to you. Thank you for joining the Celebration Podcast. For more information, visit ccacron.org or call us at 330-762-7458. You can also download the Celebration app from iTunes or the Android store. With my father, it's so awesome.